Well, hi, everybody. Steve Tartar, another edition of Tartar Sauce. Delighted to have Peoria City Councilman Chuck Grab with me today. Chuck, we're all friends. I mean, uh, we, I covered this guy when I was on the paper, but uh, uh, now how many years have you been on the City Council, Chuck? Well, we're closing in on 20 years. 20 years. And I know <clears throat> it's in two, two different intervals. Uh, so this is a guy that, that is going to know about the city, and, and of course you were involved with Peoria Public Schools for many, many years. Um, I guess let's, let's just start. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think uh, is our number one issue right now in Peoria? Is, is that a fair question? Well, I think um, our economy is going to be doing just fine. I think we're seeing, uh, we've already seen medical eclipse mm -hmm. all other uh, employers. Right. And it's going to continue to grow and develop. We've got about a quarter of a billion dollar uh, facility that's going to be erected on the East Bluff by OSF, a cancer center. We're going to be a huge destination and already are uh, for um, medical, a world-class healing and medical center. It's something that we've been dreaming about for years. Many of us saw the need to diversify away from heavy manufacturing, going even back to the 90s when I first ran for office in 93. Mm -hmm. And it's happened. So our economy is doing fine, but our kids aren't. And that's a big problem because Peoria has uh, all or part of five school districts. Mm -hmm. Increasing number of, of crimes, uh, delinquent acts are being done by our kids. We have a lot of 18 to 25 year olds shooting one another. Mm -hmm. And our kids are our future. Right. And I suppose you're not surprised that I'm zeroing in on this, having been an educator. Right. I was going to say, that's your background. But we have to do a better job being a caring community and having our parents, and as a first line of defense, doing a great job with their kids. And then the community can come in and do its part. But um, we've got to. Um, We've got to take a look at our culture and our society because it goes beyond Peoria like so many things mm -hmm. that bedevil us here and ask, what is wrong with a country that thinks it's okay for a youngster to see 18,000 acts of murder, homicide, on screen, cinema, mm -hmm. wherever, video games, from the time they're born until they're 18? Mm -hmm. It's got to have an effect. It has an effect and, you know, it especially is harmful when you have impressionable young people, mm -hmm. um, little kids, and they become desensitized. This is a huge, huge matter for our country and maybe for other societies as well. But, but we're going to have to get the, the uh, violence genie back into the bottle if that's possible. <laughs> but that's, that's really not a... a, a a, uh, something that the city council can handle, right? That's a, that's a wider issue. That's a broader, um, as you said, it's a national issue. It's a national issue here at home. You know, we've got to do uh, an exceedingly good job with with all of our city departments reaching out to kids in the schools. Mm -hmm. And we have a very good, uh, can always be improved and will be improved this year, outreach from our police department from the city council. We work hand in hand with our school systems. It's not just period public schools. And just do a better job um, raising the bar 
as to what we expect from parents and from kids. You know, one thing I'm thinking of, Chuck, and this goes back to when I, before I worked at the paper, I was at the transit district, uh, then called GP Transit, now CityLink. And at that time, and I'm, I worked there from 82 to 98, but somewhere in there I know the school district formed this uh, adopt-a-school program where various businesses or institutions mm. would adopt a school or more than one. And, you know, in varying degrees. Some really took it on, some businesses. Uh, others might have just done it for the PR. I don't know. But that just seemed like a way of getting people into the schools, people that are not, not necessarily parents, not necessarily, because parents, hopefully, go to the school that their child goes, but they're not maybe not aware of the other schools. And you, you know this from your experience with many years of the school district. It, that, would, that would be a nice program to revive or, or maybe call it something else and just to get more people into the school to wear because you stand up in front of that classroom sometimes and I guess it's the younger kids that are a little more impressionable, but they're fascinated with whether you're a fireman or right. uh, you, know, you collect garbage or, or you work on a newspaper. If There's a handful of people that do that now, but um, that just seems like something that would help create more awareness. Right, and you know, one of the jobs that we all have, whatever uh, endeavor we're in, is to make ourselves available for the schools. And I know many of the council members and I do just that. I try to visit most all the schools uh, in my district um, mm -hmm. at least once a year. Uh, I've got something going on at Whittier pretty soon, not far from here. Right. And uh, I think that uh, we would be amazed, in spite of all the problems that I've kind of touched on a little bit that impact our kids, acts of violence that they view, it's an amazing thing, all the great work being done by our school personnel and all mm -hmm. of our school districts. Every day, they perform miracles. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, I'm going to, again, quote Charles Dickens. It's the best of times and the worst <laughs> of times. But there are certain things we need to work on, and, uh, and I believe we are going to do just that. One of the things, Chuck, that you've always kind of focused on, it's not just in your district but citywide, uh, neighborhoods. Uh, Peoria is blessed uh, with, with some great neighborhoods, older neighborhoods. Some even have brick streets and that sort of thing. Um, that's a challenge. I mean, obviously, you, know, you can pick out this or that, but um, things that are going right, things that are not going right. Um, what's, what's, what, what do you see there when, you, when people ask you about the very same? Obviously, it varies from neighborhood to neighborhood. Well, we have great engagement in the heart of the city which is the district I represent. Each, each of the five districts has about 23,000 people. We'll see how it changes with the decennial census, but I have very engaged neighborhood associations. Some of the most engaged neighborhood associations in the city are in district two. They love their communities, they love their neighborhoods. And so it's our job to facilitate um, things uh, that need to happen one of my predecessors in the second district job, Gary Sandberg, was a great believer in sidewalks and curbs. Mm -hmm. But I started out talking about people infrastructure, uh -huh. working on, on people and developing people, edusiri, drawing out the potential of people and maximizing it. But also, we have to rebuild infrastructure. You put new sidewalk, curbs, better streets, not mm -hmm. as many potholes in front of homes and businesses, and gee, it lifts the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it shows we still care and that we are rebuilding. 
And we're going to have a big infrastructure plan coming out of Springfield, which is going to assist us. Many of the uh, road improvements have already been announced. We're going to get a little better idea soon on which of our local roads, not just state designated roads, are going to be repaired. So we've got to deal with both people infrastructure and our city infrastructure and the engagement of our citizens. And I believe we're, we're doing that in Peoria. Uh, one of the things that I remember this from, well, just being in Peoria, but also at the time it's been an issue for these many years, combined sewer overflow. And people probably know this from CSO. Uh, that's the issue where, uh, just for the people, you, you know this all too well, uh, sewage gets into the river because it, the rain or snow comes and it overflows our sewer system, which otherwise works fine. But when the water hits it too much, uh, everything goes and doesn't go to the, the, uh, you know, the area where, where the, you normally would clean it. Um, are we getting a decision soon or is that still on hold or what, what are you hearing? Well, the litigation's been around since the mid-80s. With the so, federal government. That's yep. right. And, and the litigation is pursuant to the enforcement of an act passed um, on a bipartisan basis under the Richard Milhouse Nixon administration. Wow. <laughs> so I believe soon, I believe imminently, the city of Peoria will announce an end to this lawsuit with the federal government. And you're going to see about 125 to $130 million uh, project, hmm. which will largely be based on a green model mm -hmm. uh, to stop this water from coursing into the river, based on a storm that occurred in December of 1949, Steve. Wow. We have to meet certain targets and benchmarks. Yeah. And they, they started out saying we had to do a gray fix, which would have involved foreign contractors, a big... Pipes. Uh, yeah, yeah, down by the river, 40 foot in diameter. We negotiated with the EPA a settlement whereby <clears throat> we can do a green fix with, with largely green infrastructure, bias wells, uh, rain gardens, permeable surfaces. Um, and that's going to allow us to redo things like the alleys and the uplands, et mm -hmm. cetera things that we would otherwise going to have to do and maybe take some pressure off our capital budgets. But it's going to be a big deal, and it's going to be <clears throat> a legacy project, mm -hmm. about um, 18 years of good-paying union jobs coming. This is going to be a huge boon to our economy. While everything else is going on, people sometimes miss what should be uppermost, and that's this settlement. And Yeah, and Peoria is going to be in the forefront in terms of taking this green approach to a problem? Because other cities have obviously had the same problem. Uh, we know from all the meetings that they've held. Uh, cities our size, cities larger, that sort of thing. But we're taking on this idea that you can use, you know, as you said, the, the bioswells, the uh, green alleys, and, and the bricks, and all that, um, which is, that puts us in a, you know, a good position. We'll know. be one of the greenest cities once um, implemented in the United States of America. Oh, Maybe good. Philadelphia oh. would be ahead of us. So this is huge for our city. And the city council, this one as well as the previous ones I served on, insisted on that uh, green model. Right. Um, I know money is always a factor. The budget is a problem, um, has been a serious problem over the recent years because we know, how do you, how do you view it? Um, we've, we've got property tax very high. 
and that's a problem. But whereas some of that property tax went towards the city, not as much is going there now because it has to pay off pension and things like that. What's, what, is there a solution here? I mean, I know I'm throwing one at you that is statewide. This isn't just Peoria. Right, it is statewide, and I'm hopeful that they will continue in Springfield, and our state lawmakers are working to that end to take some pressure off, not just Peoria, but municipalities all across the state. Chicago itself has a huge problem. Oh, yeah. And so uh, what's, what's happened um, is that through many uh, decades, uh, they were raiding the pension box, which mm -hmm. should have been a lockbox. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just uh, Democrats or Republicans. It was a bipartisan problem. Mm -hmm. And they started the pension holidays many years ago. And now we've got to pay the piper. Yeah. And it's not a problem of our creation. Right. Uh, but we're going to have to resolve it. And the reason is simple. Unlike Washington, uh, even Springfield, we at 419 Fulton do not have a printing presses uh, in the basement at 419 Fulton to print money. We, by law, have to, and by statute, have to balance our budget every year. And can't declare bankruptcy. Can't, well, oh, can you? you could go into receivership, but you wouldn't want to do that. That's what happened to Detroit. You lose local control. Uh, I see, okay. And that's, unfortunately, that's been up and down the state. There have been communities that have just trying to pay their police and fire departments and, and handle, you know, the property tax and all these issues. It's, it's become a real problem. Again, we, we talk about it in Peoria, but you can go to Rockford right. or other cities and find the same thing. Absolutely. And then what happens is <clears throat> people start to demonize the glue of our society, which would be our teachers, our police officers, and our firefighters. These are great public servants for problems that they didn't even create. They were playing uh, the game according to the rules. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, oh gosh, these terrible pensioners are mm -hmm. making things tough for all of us when it was simply mismanagement. Unfortunately, we live in a state that has had a history of deep-seated corruption, mm -hmm. and one of the worst. But I'm hopeful that we're starting to um, bend that arc and, and come out of the uh, pit we're in, but we'll see as things progress in Springfield. Um, Chuck, downtown comes into focus now because we've got a, a warehouse district that just announced more developments coming along. Uh, that seems to be a, a thriving area, possibly both residential and uh, retail. Um, what, what is your take on downtown? Is it, is it moving fast enough for you, or, or is that something that's based on the economy at large? I know OSF, of course, is going to change things a little bit when they get down there. Oh, uh, dr dramatically so. A lot of people working just a stone's throw away from us at the new headquarters that the Sisters of the Third Order are building for their roughly 15 hospitals. Uh, we have the uh, armory investment that's mm -hmm. been sitting empty for a long time over by the Taft. I think you're going to see rejuvenation at the Taft. Uh, we, we have had an enormous amount of philanthropy come in, the Peoria Women's Club, thanks to Mr. Blickenstaff, mm -hmm. Scotty Schreit Theater now instead of Cathedral, uh, the Ronald McDonald House, the Stone's Throwaway, uh, Unity Point bringing in an expert to beef up their behavioral services. Tremendous progress being made by the hospitals. Um, the possibility that we're going to have um, uh, our Catholic diocese having uh, a saint um, and possibly becoming a mecca for 
religious pilgrimages, which could mean a quarter of a million or more people coming into our downtown per year. This is something else that oh. people aren't focusing on. Right. But if we get past this Archbishop Sheen controversy with New York continuing to try to hold things up, this has been a long-standing dispute. Right. Um, we would have to say how many uh, cities in the world uh, have the remains of what may soon be a saint, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And uh, that would mean many religious pilgrimages and a huge impact on our downtown as well. So there's so many things in our entire community that are happening that are positive. But sometimes I think you're right. We met the enemy and it is we. Pogo said that. <laughs> as I meet professionals every day who come into Peoria and they say, we just love Peoria. We used right. to live up by Wrigley Field uh, and we just can't stand all that traffic that we have to deal with every day, the high cost of living, we can live much, much higher, a better home, et cetera, and we can be anywhere in Peoria in about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. We love Peoria. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think we take things for granted since many of us have lived here most of our lives. I've lived here all of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to sometimes uh, look at our community through the eyes of others who, who bring different perspectives. Let's touch on, we, we're running out of time here, Chuck, but I think this is another area uh, of your focus uh, always has been. Bradley University has just built this, uh, it's not complete yet, but this business engineering uh, building that's uh, right there on Main, uh, it dominates the campus now. Uh, housing for Bradley students, that's an issue. We don't need to get into the specifics because the, those are yet to be determined, but there's a lot going on around the, on the hilltop. Bradley's our fourth biggest employer. I've been approached by at least four different developers who want to do upscale Bradley student housing projects. And you're going to see some great things happening and being announced is my prediction in 2020. Oh, very good. I mean, because, and you know, we tie it back into the neighborhoods and I'm not saying it's just because I live in the uplands because we, we don't have any real problem with Bradley per se. And I, you and I both went to Bradley and you can't forget that sometimes, hey, students got to live somewhere. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the idea that they're, they're the enemy, the demonizing thing uh, is all too easy sometimes. You know, all those kids are going to party and make a lot of noise. Well, you know, sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. But, you know, we got to work with that. But I, I do think when you've got established neighborhoods right up against the campus, right up against Bradley, that's, that's a balancing act. Because you want to keep the school happy, right. but you want to keep the neighborhood intact and not have all these rentals. So... Uh, that's right. I know that's something you deal with that's right. probably on a daily basis. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's all over the, the, the map, I'm sure. Um, Chuck, the, we ought to mention, because we are just about out, uh, I think you and I met. Uh, we're both students at Bradley. I'm on the paper. You come in one time. This is, this is what I remember. <laughs> this is, I want to write a call. You, you left the wing, folks. Or you, you're doing pretty good with this, but how about another view? And uh, you, you came on board, and uh, that's, you know, that, was, that was a great story because I think at the time maybe I was just starting to be open-minded, but not really. But uh, you know, it was, it's nice to have different points of view, and, and right. you wrote for the Scout, and, uh, as I did. So that's how we first met many, many years ago. We don't have to tell them what year, but it's, <laughs> it's, that's how we, we got together. That's right. Chuck, hey, we're, we're, we're out. Um, Thank you so much for your time. I Thank hope you, you can come back and we'll take on other issues as, as they come up. Thank you. It's our pleasure. We'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. Thank you. You're welcome, Chuck. PeoriaLife.com.